0: On the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. With Kenny Sargent.
1: Paging Dr. Douchebag.
0: Crash Gladys. Get
2: in crash position. And
3: Statman.
4: Don't overdrive the car.
0: Here's the Freak.
5: Command all three. drugs Jr., 12 years in the Cup Series and his roller coaster career is finally reaching the peak, putting an exclamation point on a near-perfect season. Mark Shruggs Jr. is the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion.
6: Sherry didn't like when you said it, but you wanted it for her. How much of the season was for her, Martin? A
7: lot of it was for her, a lot of it was for me, a lot of it was for this team, it's just... Um, I don't even know what to say. Uh, we just never gave up all day long. We uh, we didn't have the best car. I don't know how we uh, I don't know how we won that thing.
5: Up against the wall. It was Danica Patrick. Just as we were following them, there you see the fire on the right side.
8: We're I hit the wall in three and four and got uh just got a tire rub. Blew right rear. Yeah, that was my fault. I mean it's my fault I hit the wall, but it blew. So. Silver lining, knowing you're coming back for that Daytona 500? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let's hope I don't end up in the medical center.
7: I didn't cry until I was hugging Rick, neck, Rick's neck, man. He's been like a father to me and the things that he's done for me, uh, personally and professionally, but the personal stuff, you know, he's really, really helped me more than anybody will ever know. And uh, he's done that for a lot of people. And uh, so. I uh, will miss trying to make him proud, you know. And I know I'll, I'll still be able to do things that will make him proud because he's like a daddy. But I'll miss trying. I'll miss driving his cars and um, trying to make him proud on the racetrack.
9: There it is, your 2017 NASCAR season wrapping up. Mark Truex, your 2017 NASCAR Cup champion. Dale Earnhardt in there, his last race at least as a full-timer in the 88, and Danica Patrick out at least for a full-timer in the number 10 with Stuart Haas Racing.
2: I know we had loads of Kenseth, Matt Kenseth, 2012 champion, or no, former champion Matt Kenseth on the show last week after his win at Phoenix Raceway, but I kind of feel like he got slighted today. He's also done full-time racing NASCAR, yet there wasn't a bunch of audio from him.
9: But Statman, unless I've not seen something come across my snappy timeline on Twitter, it's not <laughs> like he's called it quits. It's just that he doesn't have one
10: at this point. He doesn't have a ride, no, and he doesn't. He's not sure what he's going to do. That's what he's told. That's what he told NBC earlier. Uh, that he he probably could get a ride if he just wanted to be out there. But he's good enough to drive a championship car. And there's no championship cars available. So instead of just going out there putting in laps, he's going to sit on the sideline until something better comes along. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Freak Nation, how you
9: doing on a Sunday night? Yeah, man. How about this? Martin Truex, your 2017 champion. All the turmoil that this guy's been through on the track, off the track. He finally sealed the deal as Kyle Busch was sne- sneaking up on him when the in that number 18, we are, we're told we're going to hear from him in, what, in about an hour, Crasher?
2: Who knows? The the presser, of course, when Martin Truex Jr. got into the media center at Homestead Miami Speedway, the presser almost doubled in the time that they had allotted for it because he was having fun up on the dais. He was joking with reporters. He was joking with the NASCAR executives. And then the reporters just had so many questions to ask him. So what we've been told is that, yes, everything is being pushed back pretty late tonight. Fingers crossed we get Martin Truex Jr. at least in our second hour of the show.
9: But you look at what Martin Truex has done, and, and again, we've got so many things we'd like to ask the guy. Probably get about four or five minutes. Certainly <laughs> right. we're going to talk about that tonight. Also, right around 8-12 Mountain Time, 7:12 Pacific, and of course, geez, do the 10. math again. 10-12 Eastern. What, Alex? What the hell's the problem, man? So I can't <laughs> do math when I'm trying to host a damn show? It's all right. Our role here in the Freak Nation. Multitask, Kenny. Come on. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the last 17 years. Dude's been a regular here in the Freak Nation. Statman was kind enough to go back into the annals of audio time with the Freaks, and we found our very first interview with Dale Jr. Oh, God. November oh
3: God.
9: <laughs> November 2000. And I've, oh. I've spot-checked most of it, and I'm going to tell you this, Alex, who's our engineer here in Phoenix. Just keep your finger on the delay button.
2: <laughs> oh,
9: no. I don't think there's anything in there. But again, this is 17 years before Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake.
2: 17 years ago, several years before Janet and Justin.
9: Yeah, decided to pull back the areola and the FCC <laughs> decided to clamp down on,
3: oh,
11: on some
9: FM conversation. But Woo! it's a great freaking interview with Dale Jr. He again, it's 17 years ago, we sound young and stupid. He just sounds young. It's human greatness. That's coming up in a few minutes. But first, we need to reset with those affiliates here in the Freak Nation.
2: All of you guys all around the country. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
9: What's going on, Freak Nation? Welcoming in our affiliates on a Sunday night. Martin Truex Jr., your 2017 NASCAR champion, should be should hear from him in about an hour. Coming up in about eight minutes, seven or eight minutes, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 17 years ago. It's incredible. We caught up with him November of 2000. We've had him in here many, many years. But this is human greatness. So Dale Jr. is going to be joining us momentarily. Robert Height coming up, NHRA Funny Car winner, will also be in here. So it's a big show for you, Freak Nation. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com. .com. It's continental Crasher?
2: All right, let's get to some news and notes. And of course, the NASCAR Championship weekend started on Friday. So let's give props where props are due. There's more than just the Cup Series. On Friday, Chase Briscoe took the dominant win in the Truck Series. And it was second place Christopher Bell who solidified the NASCAR Championship. Saturday, it was a wild ride and heartbreak for Elliott Sadler, who had the championship. Oh, so close. Cole Custer with the race win. Third place, William Byron with the NASCAR championship. Sunday, today, it was down to four coming into today's race. All four drivers battled righteously, and I mean that. But the driver who truly ran the best season did pull it out in the final 20 laps. The final 20 laps when he least thought he could. Martin Truex Jr. not only winning the race, but he mastered the 2017 Monster Energy Cup Championship. He's a fan favorite. He's an enormous human being. He's got a fantastic team behind him. He, it, th- Listen, it could not have happened to a better guy. Yes, there was more than just NASCAR this weekend, though. The Baja 1000. Hundreds of driver pairings came to compete in the 50th. Baja 1000. Loads of storylines, but in my opinion, the two most notable involve father-son duos. First, your dominant overall winners, Juan and Carlos Lopez. They finished second the last two years to Rob McCachron. This year, though, they were unstoppable. Unstoppable, Finishing more than an hour ahead of second place Cameron Steele. Huh, yeah. And the second father's son story involved Robbie Gordon, the former NASCAR and IndyCar driver. After driving his own trophy truck, he then co-drove a buggy with his son, Mad Max Gordon, the final 325 miles, helping Max become the youngest driver ever in the event. Okay, so 50 years of the Baja 1000. And Max, at your 50, became the youngest driver at just nine years old.
9: That segment brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. Coming up next, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 17 years ago as he walks away from the 88, his full-time ride in NASCAR. You don't want to miss this one. Twitter tough guys and, man, some young Speed freaks. Speed freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
12: If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak.
2: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it, it contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life, now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you, and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor-eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
11: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names, like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and and superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV.
9: You're listening to Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
9: You know, Alex, I should have asked you to please play nothing but ACDC tonight with Malcolm Young. Awesome rhythm guitar player for ACDC and brother of Angus Young, passed away this weekend. 64, 65 years old. And Mel Tillis, 85 years old. Amos Moses. Come on, man. One of my first freaking albums was Jerry Reed uh, singing some Mel Tillis records. Jeez, Mel Tillis gone. Mel Tillis, Malcolm Young. Keep going, man. They keep going. Hey, man. Uh, Coming up in the show, we're looking for Martin Truex Jr. here in the Freak Nation in the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash, you say that presser has just gone on and on and on?
2: Well, it it finally ended literally three minutes before we went live with the show at the top of the hour. So, yeah, it's um, going to be about an hour or so before we get Martin Truex Jr. Because now he has to do the sports centers, the Fox Sports News, and you name it. All the, I mean, we're a big show, too, but all the bigger shows. And then he comes to us. In 30
9: minutes, Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car Champion, runner for John Force Racing. He joins us here in the Freak Nation, again, the Lucas Oil Studios. Uh, November of 2000, let me backtrack just a second. June of 2000, we started Speed Freaks, one affiliate, and now we've grown to be the largest motorsports show of its kind on the planet. You can't go anywhere. Hey, wait, a minute, wait a
10: minute. Wait a All minute. Wait right. a minute. One what? station. One mic. <laughs> yeah. One hour.
9: Yeah. Yep.
10: That's yep. where we started from.
9: Yep. Oh boy.
10: <laughs> and,
9: gosh, think about this bet. If we would have made this bet in June of 2000, who's going to last longer, Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Speed Freaks in the respective? <laughs> Positions
2: in our careers. Wow, yeah, I would have said Dale Jr. because isn't he a rookie in this interview that we did with him in 2000?
9: Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. We I mean, Freak Nation. I think we 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 don't talk about it in this interview, or do we? Do we talk about? I don't. No, we don't. We don't talk about it in this interview. He puts us in his book. Dale Jr. puts us in his first, his rookie season book.
2: Driver number eight. Yeah. This is the interview that he put in his book. <laughs> Because he said, I, I got to talk to these crazy speed freaks. Or, or, or I don't think he named us by name. He said, I got to talk to this crazy radio show. This was after the Phoenix race, November of 2000. Yeah, it, whatever. He called us crazy. He got, but he, hey, we were a little crazy though. It is we are insane. Still crazy.
9: insane uh we say some crazy things you know this is 17 years ago before the fcc decided to clamp down on a few things i'm hoping that again i i just kind of scattershot with this thing a little bit i didn't go this this. is
2: when we were truly the howard stern of motorsports
9: yeah we've
2: calmed since then (laughs) (laughs) but you will see what we used to be
9: like Uh, this is greatness man again dale earnhardt jr was his last race tonight today at homestead in the 88 last full-time race who knows no one knows what dude's gonna do Next year, outside of the broadcast booth and running junior motorsports, is he going to be hopping into a cup car, an Xfinity car? What? We don't know. We just don't know. But to pay homage to a gentleman who never shied away coming in the Freak Nation, you never felt like he was trying to get away from you. No. Sometimes it wasn't easy to get to him, but once you got through all of this PR madness, it was as if, man, some old friends had United. It was fan-freaking-tastic. This is Dale Earnhardt Jr., November of 2000. When he showed up in Los Angeles, we got him on the phone. Uh, This was after his Phoenix race, I believe. Yes. Man. And if he sounds tired here, it's because he is. And I say, Dale Earnhardt Jr., are you you just getting out
13: of bed? (laughs) No, I just got into town, so just. Just starting to settle into the hotel room
9: here, Dale. You're actually in town to do a couple of tapings for the Fox Network tomorrow, right? Yeah,
13: we're gonna, we're going to do a little something something for the next show, and uh, and I think we're going uh, Tuesday. We're going on Comedy Central with Ben Stein, so that
1: should be a lot of fun.
9: Dale, when I walked around the pits, whether it was Charlotte, whether it was Vegas, or here in L. A., you were one of the few that were always accessible. You say, "Hey, Sergeant, come on in here," and we would shoot the crap, and you were not afraid. To talk about whatever i threw at you is that part of this new nascar regime that we're going to see in here
13: i don't know um i think that uh, a lot of the drivers are, are like that that are my age um it's just kind of uh i guess we're um not uh you know still young enough and not not smart enough i guess when we ought to
1: <laughs> dale this is the stat man we, we we saw them slow the cars down and uh had an incredible race at talladega where do you stand on this uh, safety thing? Do you think the racing would be better if the cars were going slower?
13: Well you know I, I, it's a, it's a NASCAR, is, you know and they're, they're in a tough situation um, trying to make the calls that are good for uh, good for the, the fans, good for the sport, good for the drivers. Uh, uh, you know of course the drivers don't want to go slower. everybody wants to go as fast as they possibly can That's that's the name of the game but uh, I had a hell of a time driving that race in Talladega. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a blast, and I think a lot of other drivers did too. I mean, it was a great race from, from where I was sitting, and uh, you were able to pass at will. Uh, you know, the slingshot was back again. We ain't seen that since the 80s. And, uh, you know, I think NASCAR is doing a good job right now. I mean, there's been some times where they made some uh, choices and some changes that didn't work out for the drivers, didn't, didn't, the drivers didn't enjoy it, but this was one that they did.
1: Well, Dale, what you're telling me is that racing is the name of the game and not speed. Uh, don't you see that? Isn't there a difference between the two?
13: Yeah, there is. I mean, that's a good point. We were, you know, we had the same type of situation in New Hampshire where they put a restricted plate on the cars there. And it was um, less speed, but the, but it brought back the racing where it was um, more of a challenge, to pass but you could pass you could you know you could move guys around and and run side by side at those slower speeds and it uh you know it just takes some adjustment you're used to going 10 20 mile an hour faster and then uh you get in the car and and, and uh you get in the car with a restrictor plate on it or a smaller restrictor plate on it and it's going five or ten mile an hour slower uh you want to get out uh, get out of the car and go choke your motor man and, uh <laughs> ask him if he can get some more speed out of it. But you know everybody's got to deal with it. You just got to calm down and, and just drive the car the way it is. And, it, you know, it, like I said, it made for fun, a fun, race for me. Um, it, you know, guys that were probably in, in more inferior equipment were able to race and be competitive and enjoy themselves too. So, um, And I think at the same time, guys weren't taking chances that they normally would take on, on – with the other plates and the faster speeds, guys are more calm. They knew that their time and their opportunity was going to come sooner or later, so everybody was kind of just chilled and laying back.
9: We've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Speed Freaks Pits.
2: Hey there, this is Crash Gladys. How are you?
13: I'm great. How you doing?
2: Good. Does it bother you when people call you Little E?
13: No, not really. Um, <laughs> Al Officer Jr., he told me that I was probably going to get sick of it because they <laughs> call him Little Al forever, and he's, <laughs> you know, even up till he, till he's 40 years old, so... Uh, maybe by then i might get tired of it but right now it's doing me it's doing me uh pretty good justice i think
2: we always emphasize on the on our show here is basically things for the fans you know we always want the fans to be treated very well and it seems to us that nascar has kind of eliminated a lot of accessibility to the fans um do you see that as being a problem or do you see that is it a problem for you guys now
7: you know
13: there's a time and a place there's a you know there's there's a time and a place for the for the race fan. There's a, to to have accessibility to the driver. Certain fans, if you know the right person, you can you can be on top of the driver till he gets in the race car. So uh, you know, Phoenix this past uh, today actually uh, was pretty you know pretty packed house inside the you know on pit road and in the garage area as far as race fans goes. Um, a lot of drivers probably you know look to hide in their haulers and stuff uh, to avoid you know, the onslaught autographs and things like that. But um, And it's worse at other places, and it's not as bad at some tracks. But I think that in the garage area, um, there's a lot of things going on that probably the race fan doesn't know about. And the 90% of the fans that are in the garage area do a good job of staying out of the way, letting the drivers and the crew members interact with each other and get the job that they're supposed to be doing done. Um, but you have those 10% that are willing to get in the middle of a of a conversation that a crew chief and a driver may be having about the car. That's pretty uh, pretty essential to what they're trying to do. So that's the you know there's that one guy is going to ruin ruin it for everybody. But uh, and that's I guess that's the way life's always been. But uh, like I said, there's a time and a place, and I think that they don't need to totally cut the fan off from having mm-hmm. access. To Roger, there just needs to be some sort of a, you know, there needs to be some guidelines drawn for everybody, for the drivers, for the fans, for everybody, so everybody knows their place.
9: We've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Speed Freaks pits, okay, January earlier this year. (laughs) You and I stood outside in the middle of Beverly Hills doing an interview with your Bush car stopping traffic, and during the interview, you you still looked like, a friggin' a happy mechanic that just loved to have dirt on his hands was happier than a pig in in, in poo stuff. Stuff. <laughs> and going into your first full season in Winston Cup, you seem to be peeing on yourself. Are you still as excited as you were last year?
13: Well, I'm having a damn good time. I mean, that's what it's uh, that's what's important to me is I'm having I'm having fun. You know, winning is is a is a great time for everybody. It, it does a lot more for for my team and and my corner, my, my dad, uh, than myself. But uh, I have fun whether I'm running fifteenth, first, last, wherever it's at. I'm having a good time on the racetrack. I just love driving cars. And I love competing against whoever it is.
9: But Dale, if you're anywhere anywhere like your father, if you're not winning, you're not happy.
13: I don't know. I mean, it's I, you know, you have to look at it from where I see it. I've seen him. Um, from the earliest part of his career go through everything a man could possibly go through uh, in West Cup racing and I've seen some things that he's obsessed over uh, become more than reality and that's just something that I don't want to get involved in. I mean, <laughs> if I don't ever win the Daytona 500, I don't want to lose sleep over it, you know what I mean? I want to still be able to go on and enjoy myself after racing and uh, I think that keeping it kind of uh, simplistic like that will make it easier to leave it once I'm ready to leave it.
9: Hey, you're right, Dale. You should. This is Lugness again. Look, let, let's cut right to brass tacks. I know you're having a good time out there. You're like one of the hottest guys in racing and motorsports and all the sports right now. You have got to be getting just a ton of trollops out there on the road, aren't you, my friend? You get a lot of units, don't you? A lot of women. <laughs> God, I love you, buddy. I know you do. Come on, Dale. Tell me the truth, partner. On, just make my day, pal. Make my. I know I know it because I see when I go to the racetracks, God, it pisses me off. I mean, I might be an old
7: troll, and I, I know I don't even have a chance anyway because I don't even drive a, a car very well, He's let alone a old. race car. <laughs>
13: Funny, man. Uh, yeah, there's
1: a lot of good-looking things to be taking, uh, you know, to be, be looking at. I got a good girl back in North Carolina, though, man. I guess. Aww. Yeah, but she can't pick up this signal, Dale. Give us the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Yeah,
9: You're you my new hero. Well, I know when you and I spoke in Vegas, some of the actually, – no, I actually was out here for your run. We talked about how come we don't hear about alcohol or drug abuse in NASCAR. Is it just the France family has – an umbrella over you guys to, you know, to, to give you the cattle prod if you stray?
13: Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I think that, see, the people, a lot of people probably don't realize that aren't real keen on what's going on with NASCARs. There's really a, a, a no-tolerance policy with that stuff, um, and you know that going in. There's no brakes, uh, there's, no there's no, you know, Second chances, and uh, to get the opportunity just to be a, be able to drive in that field of 43 cars every week, you know that uh, you have got to be on the straight and narrow. I mean, there's there's not a chance, not an opportunity to make a mistake. So, and plus, I mean, it's just not smart to be fooling around with that stuff.
1: Dale, this is a stat man again. Uh, NASCAR is about to enter a, a whole new phase. Uh, they're going to have to increase their uh, presence. Uh, when you start going on to Fox and NBC, they paid a lot of money and you're going to have to get a lot of ratings. That means you're going to have to attract an audience uh, that knows that DMX is not an oil additive and Limp Biscuit is not something you get from <laughs> Shoney's. How, how are you going to be able to attract these people uh, in New York and Chicago and L.A. Um, who may not know about NASCAR like the people do in Charlotte Aladega, and Daytona.
13: Well, I think that that I'll have to probably fall back on my personality and um, the things that I can relate to. Um, I'm a DMX fan. And I'm a Limp Biscuit fan. And I think once <laughs> people people that aren't NASCAR fans see that and know that they'll have they'll have something that they can relate with me to and know, know that there's a guy in NASCAR which was probably which they probably considered just you know a southern southern base sport, that there's a guy out there just like them doing it and competing in it. And they can, you know, hopefully I'll gain a lot of fans through that. And um, I think that's that's where the attraction is. I mean, it's no it's no secret. We haven't been as successful as we, as we would like to be um, probably the last two-thirds of the season, but we still maintain a pretty high status as, as one of the, you know, one of the more popular um, teams in the sport. And I think that has that's largely due to um, our promotions with with uh, away from the racetrack with uh, People Magazine and yeah. uh, Rolling Stone Magazine. I mean, we've done some great articles with them that have gotten the word out that this, you know, there's somebody different in the in the sport today.
1: So, are we going to see DMX or Fred Durst in your pits uh, to race next year?
13: Those guys can come anytime they want. It's <laughs> open pass. Once again, Dale
9: Earnhardt Jr. on the Speed Freaks pits. Could you imagine Marilyn Manson showing up at a NASCAR race?
13: Um, I hope they let him in. (laughs) NASCAR's got strict policies. What, on false breasts? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. I'd do my best to try to get him in there so he could see what it's all about. I don't
1: even know if I got that much clout. If NASCAR had a rule against false breasts, they'd have to throw half the women out of the (laughs)
2: pits.
13: Gotta get in the pits and love
9: someone.
2: Racing is known for its bolt-on babes. (laughs) This guy's like my new best pal.
9: Hey, Dale, trust me, you've never heard a show like this, have you? (laughs) That's a
13: great one. Hilarious.
9: Dale, dig it. Thanks for phoning us up. We'll talk to you at the end of the season, all right? All
13: right, guys. Be careful.
9: Well, Statman,
2: okay.
9: pick yourself up off the floor. That's Dell Arnott Jr.,
10: November wow. of 2000.
2: Bolt <laughs> on, babes. I, I was
10: listening to us. We were, I know. We were pretty insane. We
2: were. <laughs> no were. You wonder. can't even get a limp biscuit at Shoney's.
10: <laughs> no wonder people didn't want to come on the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow.
10: That was fun. Listening to how he's grown and all that he talked about wanting to do and what he got done, I think that's the value in what we just listened to.
9: We will help decipher what we just heard from (laughs) Dale Earnhardt Jr. as we celebrate his time in NASCAR. Coming up, Lucas Oil Studios.
14: Good evening, my fellow
10: citizens. To provide guidance. Mankind. The 50th annual Baja 1000 was run this week, with the headline story being a driver listed as DNF, even though he drove the last 325 miles to the finish line in La Paz. I'm talking about Robbie Gordon's nine-year-old son, Max Gordon. Yes, I said nine years old. And no matter what you think about young guns in racing, that feat is amazing and should be applauded. There's all sorts of confusion though. Social media the last couple of days has been ablaze with stories about Max's accomplishment, but the score rules say a driver must be 18 and Max isn't. He also wasn't listed on the official entry form with Sheldon Creed, Todd Romano, and Robbie. And worse, their entry is listed with a different number than what was on the plate in the pictures from the race. I'm told that Max might have been inserted into the car on the fly, so to speak, and he did the rest. So even though he finished, Max is officially listed as DNF on the score website. Sad for the kid, he has a great story to tell anyone who will listen but score won't honor that at least for now maybe that'll change no one from score would respond to my pleas for help but that's pretty much normal peace
0: speed freaks motorsports radio redefined
14: hey travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right
8: 1570.
9: Coming up in about seven minutes, Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car Champion, driving for John Force Racing. He'll be joining us. Live in the Lucas Oil Studios.
2: John Force Racing with the double up last weekend, winning the top fuel championship and the funny car championship. Wow!
9: You know, Statman, you go back and jump into some of the things that Dale Hurt Jr. was saying. He wasn't too far off on certain things. uh, Just really about his popularity and how he would handle certain situations. And then all of a sudden, bam, Mm. uh, 17 years later, the dude is gone.
10: And the crazy part that I really listened to was his attitude about the entire industry. And like, if I don't win the Daytona 500, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And that's kind of the way he took his entire career. Yes. And that might, that might be what people, for 14 years, they said he was the most popular. I think that's what people will see in him.
2: And I think that's
10: what's going to make him an excellent businessman going forward.
2: He gets it, as we tend to say on the show a lot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets it. There's so much more to life than sports. Sports is great. It's awesome if you can make a living at it. But life is much bigger than just that. Life is bigger than driving a race car. Yeah, I put that up on Twitter, and so far it's getting some love. His quote, I mean, this is a paraphrase. I love just driving cars and competing against whomever. If I don't ever win the Daytona 500, I don't want to lose sleep over it. Rather than my dad, I'd prefer to keep things simple. And yeah, that's him to this day. That was him 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah, Statman, I agree. That was the biggest part of that interview for me, too.
9: And if you think about that comment right there, Crasher, is maybe that's the, the life of living in the shadow of Dale Earnhardt Sr. He saw mm-hmm. things, and maybe his mother at the time was, or his mother at the time, his mom, was saying, "This is, is he sure this is something you want to do? Or just- I know you love it, but... There's more. Just watching the madness that was Dale Earnhardt Sr. Dude was intense. We know how how he was off camera, how he was off mic. Not saying the dude was a bad individual. I'm just saying he was a pretty intense individual. Very
2: intense. Very much a jokester. But when he was focused, he was laser focused. Uh,
9: Next hour, we'll highlight some other interviews with Dale Earnhardt. And we're hoping to get Martin Truex Jr., your 2017 NASCAR champion here in the Freak Nation. More importantly, coming up at 740-1040 Eastern, Robert Height, NHRA funny car champion. He joins us coming up, Speed Freaks Spits, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio,
9: redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com.
12: Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak.
15: Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal.
12: Busch, Shureks, gets his baby
15: but all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. The semifinal, Pete the farewell, Dale Earnhardt, Jr., take a bow. the Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com.
2: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it, it contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
11: Grab it and hold on tight.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
9: Fan favorite and really just a damn good dude, Martin Truex. Grabs the 2017 NASCAR Cup Championship. Hope to hear from him in the second hour of the Freaks. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Did you miss that interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr. 17 years ago?
2: That was crazy.
9: We'll have that up for you on our website tomorrow morning at speedfreaks.tv. Now joining the Freaks, your 2017 NHRA Funny Car Champion. He said, you know what? I'm going to do it again. Robert Height you NHRA champion, joined the Freaks, and Robert, Martin Truex this evening says, after the win, he says it's just, that's not sinking in. It hasn't sunk in that I am the 2017 champion. Has it sunk in that you're once again a Funny Car champion?
3: It finally has. Um, it took a few days, though, that's for sure. And it wasn't until I, I went back to Indianapolis and went, got in the shop and, you know, all the whole team that works back there, they were just so excited, and man, that was that's when it hit me. It's like, we finally
9: did it. We, we got it done. NHRA Funny Car Champion for 2017, Robert Height, running for John Force Racing, joining the Freaks. And you mentioned your crew, your team, all those other individuals. And in really, unless you follow NASCAR, it's that driver in the, the cup car. If you follow, dra- if you don't follow drag racing or maybe on the peripheral, it's just the driver. Can you put into words and maybe color it up on really what that crew means to a championship?
3: Well, unfortunately, the driver gets a lot of the accolades, but it takes a big team, especially, you know, in today's uh, NHRA drag racing. Um, we, have a, we have a team of people back in Indy that, that build all of our engines, our cylinder heads, clutches, superchargers, chassis, you, na- <laughs> Excuse me. you name it, they build it, and without them, we don't exist.
2: Well, let's not let it just slide by that, okay, yes, you're the funny car driver that just won the championship, but you're also the president of John Force Racing. You have a business side to this as well as the driver's side.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, excuse me, guys, um, it's, I like that. You know, um, it keeps you busy, it keeps you, you know, your your mind on it. Uh, that's what, you know, John Force, look, what, look at what he's accomplished um, and what he's built you know, single-handedly. So, um, you know, I just try to take a load off him and help him any way I can and learn from him. But, uh, you know, it's gotten so big that one, one person can't do it. So that's why we've got a lot of good people in this organization. And, yeah, um, it, you know, there's hardly an off-season, especially <laughs> when you're working on the business side of it. There's uh, a lot to do. In fact, John and I this morning were, had a meeting at a car wash and uh, you know, just talking about employees and things we're working on—it's uh, never, never ends.
2: Wait a minute, Robert Height. You and John Forrest were at a car wash this morning having a meeting. Wait a minute. Just back up a little bit. Were you having coffee? How did this come about? This, this just <coughs> seems too normal. Way too normal for you guys as multi-time champions.
3: John calls me this morning. And says, "I gotta see you. I, we gotta. We have to have a meeting." I said, John, I'm at a car wash right now. Where are you at? So, I gave him the directions, and sure enough, he shows up. And yeah, he ran in. He ran in and got some coffee, and uh, we we. I'm sure everybody there thought we were nuts. Because you but know how John is. He's, he's that's a day animated. in the life,
2: right? Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes.
10: Robert Hyde, I've heard uh, European drivers like to come to the United States because the fans don't drive them crazy. But your champions, you've got almost 20 championships between the two of you. When you sit in a car wash, don't the fans know who you are and want to come up for autographs?
3: There were a few. That's kind of cool, yep. Uh, one guy uh, <laughs> congratulated us. It was, it, it was very cool. And, by the way, John needed his car washed, but he didn't get it done.
10: <laughs> I bet you, and I bet you didn't tell him, hey, John, get that car washed. I'm not going to meet with you unless you get your car washed.
3: Exactly. I think he went from there to the movies. So anyway, it was a, it was a productive morning.
10: When you, you told us once that you like to relax shooting Skeet, I think it was, uh, when now that you're champion, are you going to hit more uh, pigeons, clay pigeons when they come? Are you going to do that a little better and feel like a champion when you're shooting the rifle?
3: I'm going to try. I am going to try. Um, actually, you know, uh, John uh, promised his uh, his sponsor, the head marketing guy, he was going to take him hunting because he likes to hunt. So John and I are going hunting uh, the week after Thanksgiving in Texas, and that ought to be very entertaining because John has never hunted before.
2: Oh. <laughs> what pointers can you give John for us, Robert Height?
3: Well, I don't know. He, he keeps <laughs> asking me all these questions, like how 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 it all goes, you know, everything about it, and I said, well, I've never been to this place, so I really don't know, but I, we ought to bring a film crew. Yes! It would be entertaining.
10: Hunt for what? What are you going to be hunting for? I think
3: deer. Wow.
16: So like you're going to
10: put, you're gonna put a, a, an armed weapon in John Force's hands, and every, you're going to stand behind him, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. No, we're probably just going to go there and Kind of relax, and drink drink a few beers, and remember the season.
2: <laughs> Keeping it simple. We like that. Now, hold exactly. on. Up. Before before we remember the season, Robert Height, your 2017 Funny Car Champion in the NHRA, and, of course, your second championship – this season did not unfold like your first championship season did. This was tough up until mid-season. So, and it was the same with your teammate, Brittany, and she took home the title <laughs> title. So can you explain what you guys, because, again, we're emphasizing team here, what you guys really were able to turn around once the West Coast swing hit and through the rest of the season?
3: Well, basically, I think the countdown, I think you raced differently. I think, um, I think you – You tend to use the first part of the season to test a little more, and we did that. You know, my crew chief Jimmy Prock had never run a six disc clutch, so he it took him a while to get the hang of it. And we were we were setting low ET and running good, just no consistency. So we weren't winning races or winning rounds. And um, Jimmy kept saying, "We've got to have our act together when we go out west on the West Coast swing. Otherwise, we're going to be in big trouble." And sure enough, we did. Um, like I said, I think, I think if there wasn't a countdown, I think maybe you would, you would test more and not use the races to test, and you'd not, you'd not get so far behind. So the way the countdown works is, um, you know, in 2009, I went in there number 10 and won it. So anything can happen once the countdown starts. And luckily this year we started a little higher. We were number two and battled it out with Ron Caps and finally got the win at Pomona. But it was a very stressful weekend.
2: All right, Robert. Yeah, okay, that's what I want to go on is that stressful weekend because the stress continued deep into the day on Sunday. Your crash, you walked away, you still had to go to the finals. What's going through your head?
3: <clears throat> well, that was crazy. Uh, but truthfully, just getting qualified was, you know, seemed like it was a pretty tough task we We weren't in going into the last qualifying run, and I had to pedal it and, and we got number fifteen and when you're fighting for a championship, fifteenth is not um, doesn't make you feel real good going into Sunday morning having to race Tim Wilkerson but uh Jimmy Proc and this team uh, they never gave up, and they got it first round I think we were low e t and that's really all we needed. But, uh, yeah, in the semis, racing Courtney, the thing blew up right in the lights, and I missed the shoots because the, the body raised up. I couldn't get them. And then when the body came down, it lodged the front tires to where it was turned left, and I could not pull it back. And, anyway, crashed, and we were able to get a uh, spare car out and uh, shook in the final. But still, it was, a, it was a great day. Getting to the final was cool. But, you know, winning the championship the way we did, it was pretty dramatic. So
10: uh, I'm listening to you here, Robert Height, 2017 NHRA Funny Car Champion, his second championship. When you came on before the uh, Pomona, you were fighting this cold. It was just coming on. And it sounds like now winning a championship didn't take it away. What are you doing to fight this it. thing?
3: I still have yeah. it. You're right. Yeah. What? What are you but doing to only, fight this only thing? only a cough left. I, that's all I got left.
10: All right. You got you to drink more beer. I hear that helps. I'll try it.
2: <laughs> yep. wow. Yes. Well, whiskey does too. Or okay, tequila. Or yeah. you know, vodka. Yeah, anything.
3: <laughs> hey yep.
9: Robert has has John Force ever cooked a turkey for you?
3: Um, no. Well, he cooks the turkey, but I've 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 stayed away. Like uh, it's uh, we spend all our time together during the season, and I'm usually try to stay at home at Thanksgiving. You know, do my own thing. <laughs> well, buddy,
9: good luck during the off season. We're proud of what you've done. Looking forward to 2018. It's uh fantastic. You have another NHRA Funny Car Championship under your belt, buddy.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. That was pretty cool watching Martin Truex uh, get his championship today. Well yeah. deserved. They've had the best car all year, and uh, a good dude. Bam! All
9: right, Robert, happy holidays, buddy.
3: Thanks. You guys, too.
9: You got it. Robert Haidt, NHRA Funny Car Champion, joining the Freaks. And how about that, Statman? You have, you're have you on the cusp of winning another championship, and you qualify not in the second half of the ladder, but damn
10: near the bottom of the ladder. What the hell is Bare- that? The- he barely got in the field. I mean, that's got to – and that was uh, at the last session uh, – so he was fighting to get in the field. Can you imagine? Everybody says I don't feel the stress, blah, blah. But you gotta feel the stress when a championship's on the line and you're not in the race yet. You gotta that's gotta be on your in the back of your mind. Everybody, yeah. the crew chief, everybody's gotta say, Hey, let's get focused here.
9: Statman, Crash, Gladys, Kenny Sarge at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Should hear from Martin Truex coming up next hour.
2: Yep, we're hearing from NASCAR right now. Looks like we're going to try to make it happen in about ten minutes.
9: Boom! That's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. A, 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 he's quickly becoming a friend of the Freak Nation. Each time Martin Truex has won this year, dude's on the show. It's on the freaking show. Uh, Crash, you were listening to the it press wins conference. Too. To the press conference. Was he already about four beers deep?
2: No, no. He was riding on complete adrenaline and and happy emotion. His press conference was epic. And no, no beers yet. Maybe by the time he comes on with us, he will have had one or 12. But no, not in the press conference, yet still just full of energy. Yeah, just amazing.
9: I mean, the side stories to this season, again, going into 2018, no Danica Patrick, no Dale Earnhardt Jr., Again, still no Tony Stewart, no Jeff Gordon, no Carl Edwards. Who else? I, who else am I missing in there?
2: Michael Wal. Oh, who uh, cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say something wrong?
9: Oh <laughs> man, Michael Waltrip. We we could just pretend, dude's never run in the series because he's never run in the series without. Jacking things up with Jet Fuel.
2: Let's not bring it up with Truex because there's so many other things that'll yeah. be happy topics when we can, when we get to them with him. But somebody did bring up Michael Waltrip with Truex, and he said, "Oh, I remember that year so much better than you do." And the guy, the oh. journalist was kind of like, "Oh, what are you hinting at?" He goes, "You know."
16: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But let's
2: just let that lie.
9: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's just it's greatness. This is so well deserved for Martin Truex. L- at one time, just a one-car team, uh, now a two-car team satellite team for uh, some of the other big boys that are out there in regards to engines and some other paraphernalia they put on the rigs. But, man, it is fantastic what this dude has accomplished. And, again, a, a lot of Dale Earnhardt Jr. in him in his humbleness. And if you've listened to his interviews, if you by any chance were able to catch some of the press conference, it's just its not about him. It's about his crew. It's about his wife. It's about his friends and family. His and apparently
2: it's about Daryl Gwyn now.
9: Yeah, it's incredible story, stat, man, about Daryl Gwyn that we we're not going to drop on you now. And probably 99.9% of the people listening have no idea who Daryl Gwyn is. He was a very successful top fuel drag racer that had s- played a part in Martin Truex's win tonight. And
2: played a very not mechanical, not <laughs> anything that has to do with the car, but played a large part in Truex's win in championship today. And hope we can get to it with Martin Truex next hour.
9: Yeah, they're going to be yanking and cranking with that guy. We'll, we'll do our best to get five minutes with him. Also, as Dale Earnhardt Jr. is hanging up the 88 for a full-time mm-hmm. ride uh, next year, we've got more highlights from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Crasher actually tells Dale Earnhardt to shut up, mm-hmm. and we've got that. She tells Dell to shut up, Dale Jr., it yeah. wasn't that bad. Oh, it's louder. Okay. You tell him to shut up, and then we talk about more about the Gen 6. He, he hated the car tomorrow, Gen 6 car. He hated it. We talked to him about that. We also talk about his his Whiskey River. Mm, right. Whiskey River bar.
2: Which, by the way, if I've seen social media correctly, Whiskey River has been having a lot of race-watching parties and every once in a while, a free round for the bar on Damn. Dale, coming from the track back up to Charlotte's Whiskey River.
9: And there's an interview in here where it, it, just came, it had just come out that Danica Patrick and Stenhouse Jr. were dating. And we asked Dale Earnhardt Jr. if he's giving oh boy. <laughs> Ricky Stenhouse any dating suggestions. So, yeah, it's a good time each time Dale Jr. is coming to the Freak Nation. Again, this is how you play ball with us, Freaks. You follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for you on Facebook. The website is speedfreaks.tv. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 17 years ago, last hour, was in here. It'll be up there for you tomorrow morning. You just go to speedfreaks.tv. Martin Truex, your 2017 champion, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. As I said earlier, highlights from our interviews with Dale Earnhardt Jr. over the last 17 years will continue. Next hour, your Statman Scat coming up right around 20 after the hour. Something incredible that happened in the Baja 1000. A nine-year-old drove a car. A desert car.
2: I'm not even going to call him a nine-year-old. He's just a badass.
9: Not get behind the wheel on daddy's lap. Dude drove it for over 300 miles. (laughs) We're hoping to get maybe his daddy in here. So, yeah, we had a big second hour here in the Freak Nation. And Not Much Motorsports, part of second hour as well. Coming up, Martin Truex, Jr., more from Dale Earnhardt, Jr., Speed Freaks Pits, and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
4: 800-223-0992, 800-223-0992, that's 800-223-0992.
17: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
0: Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. McKenney Sargent
3: Beijing
17: Dr. Deucebag.
0: Crash Gladys. Get
17: in crash position. And
0: Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the free
17: Coming three. Isn't easy. Mark Truex Jr.
5: Twelve years in the Cup Series and his roller coaster career is finally reaching the peak putting an exclamation point on a near-perfect season. Mark Schroix Jr. is the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series
6: champion. Sherry didn't like when you said it, but you wanted it for her. How much of the season was for her, Martin? A lot of it was for her. A lot of it was for me.
7: A lot of it was for this team. It's just, um, I don't even know what to say. Uh, we just never gave up all day long. We, uh... We didn't have the best car. I don't know how we, uh, I don't know how
16: we won that thing. Okay. Up against the wall,
5: it was Danica Patrick. Just as we were following them, there you see the fire on the right side. <laughs>
8: Come on, we're done. I hit the wall in three and four and got uh, just got a tire rub. Blew right rear. Yeah, that was my fault. I mean, it's my fault I hit the wall, but it blew. So <laughs> silver lining, know you're coming back for the Daytona 500? Yeah, sure. Let's hope I don't end up in the medical center. I didn't cry
7: until us, was hugging Rick, Rick's neck. Man, he's been like a father to me and the things that he's done for me. Uh, personally and professionally, but the personal stuff, you know, he's really, really helped me more than anybody will ever know. And uh, he's done that for a lot of people. And uh, so I uh, will miss trying to make him proud, you know. And I know I'll still be able to do things that will make him proud because he's like a daddy, but... I'll miss, trying, I'll miss driving his cars and um, trying to make him proud on the racetrack.
9: Second hour of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Martin Truex Jr. still doing media. <laughs> and we hope to get him in here momentarily from Florida at Homestead Raceway. How you doing, man? Second hour of the Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios. More highlights from... Dale Earnhardt Jr. over the last 17 years here in the Freak Nation. Last hour, his first interview in the Freak Nation, November 2000, Human Greatness. If you missed it, you go to the website, speedfreaks.tv.
2: I don't know if you call it Human Greatness. It, Dale Jr. was Human Greatness. Statman, Kenny Sargent, myself were a little uh, geeky.
10: <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Uh, how many motorsports interviews do you get DMX, Limp R- Bizkit, and Shoney's? I mean, come
2: on. That's human greatness. <laughs> and trollops and <laughs>
10: yeah.
2: Marilyn Manson was in there. So yeah, you're right. Exactly, you're right. Exactly.
9: Bolt-ons and fake mams. It was Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome.
2: Okay, so yes, if you missed it and we're giving you this big ass tease, then go to speedfreaks.tv. Tomorrow it's gonna be up there. You can hear vintage November 2000, the first interview with Speed Freaks and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Vintage.
9: Coming up at about 20 past the hour, Statman's got an interesting stat man scat. And we're going to have, hopefully, the driver and his son on from that scat.
2: We're talking about legendists, Robbie Gordon and Mad Max Gordon. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about him a little bit here coming up in the news and notes. But yeah, Statman has a good bit on him as well.
9: And Statman, you look at the scat from last week where you were mentioning how all these drivers that were running for the championship today, not one of them was one of those young guns, meaning Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, and how you feel and some others feel it's a detriment not to have one of those dudes in there as we're seeing the change of the guard. Dale Earnhardt's gone. Danica's gone.
2: Tony's been gone. Jeff's been gone. Matt Kenseth gone. Yeah. Carl Edwards gone.
10: I mean, it's it, punching
9: tickets is just going to get tougher
10: stat. Yeah. The young guns bring in their own audience. <clears throat> that audience is probably younger. And that's what NASCAR says they want. You you don't want guys that have been around an average of 36 years and 12, 14 seasons in the uh, cup series. They're not supposed to be in there. You got to, you got to turn it over some kind of way and you know people are gonna say well if they're not good enough but okay if you don't want new people in your sport let it die and they're just they're getting older the average age of the of the uh, uh, the average age of the fan is getting older every year they're falling off the back of the grandstand something's got to be done to bring in some new people
2: do you think that Ryan Blaney Kyle Larson gosh I've been Harrison Burton, I mean, a bunch of these young guys, William Byron. Do you think that they aren't bringing in enough younger eyeballs? I know we don't have much time here, but.
10: No, and they're not letting them race. As long as they let the guys go into the Xfinity series, steal their audience and their thunder, you're wasting time.
9: Got a reset for our affiliates. Also check it in to see if we get Martin Truex coming up in the Freak Nation and Robbie Gordon coming up. With Dale Earnhardt, Jr., Speed Freaks Pits, and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
9: Crash Gladys. Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. That's ContinentalTire.com. Righteous rubber for your righteous ride. Sports car, sedan, SUV, you go to
2: CottonellTire.com. Crasher? Yep, welcome back to the Freak Nation. This is Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And if you missed the first hour, vintage Dale Earnhardt Jr. Of course, he hung his his fire shoes up today. So we had a vintage, our very first interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr., November 2000. We replayed that last hour. It's funny. Go get it on the website, SpeedFreaks.tv. Also, funny car champion Robert Hight joined us. That will be up on the site as well. But let's talk about NASCAR first. And how it was championship weekend. Friday, it started off with Chase Briscoe winning the NASCAR truck race, Christopher Bell taking the NASCAR Truck Series championship. Saturday was Cole Custer taking the race win, third place, William Byron taking home the NASCAR Xfinity championship. But then today, it was a big one, down to four drivers coming into today's race, all four drivers battling massively. But the one driver who truly ran the best season, eight wins, pulled it out in the final 20 laps when he, well, he thought that was the least possible time that he could do it. Martin Truex Jr. not only won the race, but he mastered the 2017 Monster Energy Cup Championship. He is a fan favorite. He's a massive human being. Hopefully we get to talk to him in about five minutes. Baja 1000. Yes, there was another massive race that went on this weekend. Can I say the word massive one more time? Hundreds of driver pairings coming to compete in the 50th Baja 1000. Loads of storylines, but there are two that really stood out to me. They each involve father-son duos. First, your overall dominant winners, Juan and Carlos Lopez. They finished second the last two years to Rob McCachron, and then this year they were unstoppable, finishing more than an hour ahead of second place Cameron Steele. And the second father-son story involved Robbie Gordon. Yes, that Robbie Gordon from NASCAR and IndyCar fame. After driving his own trophy truck, he co-drove a a buggy with his son, Mad Max Gordon, the final 325 miles, and helped Max become the youngest ever driver in the event. 50 years of the Baja 1000, and Max is the youngest at just nine years old. Fingers crossed we get to talk to both of them coming up in this hour as well.
9: This segment brought to our good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com to find the right tire for your ride. Do as the freaks do. And you go to ContinentalTire.com. Looking for Martin Truex and more from our past 17 years with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Coming up, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
9: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner
12: with the Freaks. If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak.
2: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it, it contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life, now go save the planet at CatSpotLitter.com. Your cat will thank you, and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor-eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. CatSpotLitter.com.
11: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names, like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and and superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv.
9: Lucas Oil Racing TV. You're listening to Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
9: Back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios, Martin Truex, should be calling in shortly. Right now, I believe he's with Fox, Fox Sports Radio at this point. But yeah, man, Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 17 years coming to the Freak Nation, retiring, full-time driver in the 88. Uh, We caught up with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Gosh, this was probably 2013, maybe? Yeah, 2013. So many things that we hit with him uh in this one including is
2: this the daytona interview
9: yeah this is just after his duel okay it's
2: 2014 because two th- henley was alive
9: got it T- 2014 catching up with Dylan hart jr just after his duel and daytona win speed freak spits
13: <laughs> no nah, i probably won't be drinking this weekend but uh i got a little rule at 41 years old it's hard to recover so i don't drink after tuesday but um all right, we're excited, and we can't wait to get an opportunity to, uh, to get into the 500 with this car and hopefully get a shot at a win there.
9: Now, Dale, we've talked to a number of people today about, of course, the duels and about how dominant you are specifically on the bigger tracks. What the hell do you have that's so dominating on these bigger tracks, these, these restrictor plate tracks?
13: <laughs> it's the race car. You know, we've, uh, we've really worked uh, to get our, uh, our restrictor plate program better in the last several years and uh it's you know it's just what you get what you put in and the guys are working real hard to uh to give us a good you know a good car and good engine and their cars just super dominant i uh you know it's making passes and whenever i ask it to make a move it's it's pulling through and doing what i needed to do and i don't really uh you know i don't really take a whole lot of credit you know i'm, I'm you know I, I point the car and, it, and shoot it and it goes
2: dale jr shut up because you need to, no, I'm being serious. you need to take credit for this you are one of the masters at restrictor plate racing bottom line the car can be crap and you still drive it or find a way to drive it to Victory Lane come on
13: I don't know we uh, we've had some cars that weren't quite as good over the years and they're there they're a real challenge because there's some very capable guys out there with good cars and you can't uh, you can't come here you know, with only a few bullets in the chamber, you got to have a full clip when you come to Daytona and Talladega because there's some amazing cars out there with capable drivers in them. And the last, this car we're driving now just is so dominant. It won, it won the 150 last year, and it won at Daytona and Talladega in the uh, in, in two of the four plate races, and finished second and third in the other two. So, it's got a great track record.
2: I saw a statistic earlier today, Dale, that said it was of all drivers who have raced at Daytona 10 or more times, or maybe just the Daytona 500 10 or more times, who has the highest average finishing position? Number one was your dad. Number two is you. And that's not the car, baby.
13: That's not good enough. (laughs) I want to be on one. Uh, I'll have to start working on it and try to improve my finishes so that uh, I can I can beat his average because I think there's only one place where maybe I could be his equal in uh, on the racetrack and that might be at Daytona and Talladega and that's something I'm real proud of and I'm proud of everything he's done he's won a lot of races here I think he's won 36 races at Daytona alone so we're up to about 17 we got a long way to go Dale Jr. You've won 17 times at Daytona
10: your dad won 34 times. You're halfway there, but doesn't it make that 34 number seem crazier? You've won a ton of times at Daytona, and you're only
13: halfway to what your
10: father did.
13: I know. It's amazing, you know, but he, he won, I think he won 10 of these jewels in a row, and he won five Xfinity races in a row. And, you know, he had the IROC races and so forth. So, uh the wins in that series as well. So he's had a he's had a heck of a history here at Daytona and and I'm just glad to be able to add to it a little bit. He never had Amelia though. He didn't. I don't, I know I know he'd love what we're driving today.
2: <laughs> of course Amelia being the name of your car, you're quite confident.
13: Yeah, he would like it. He he uh it's an amazing car and you know usually our cars are obsolete after about 6 months and we're building new ones. But this one's been running so well, we decided to keep taking it to the track. And you typically don't name them, but we've had it so long, it's got a personality of its own with its success. So we had, had to give it a name, and we feel confident that uh, it's one of the best cars in the field.
14: Hey, Dale, i got to ask you, after your victory today, are you going to take something from your favorite football team? Did you say, oh, you like that? You like that? Are you going to say that after any wins this year? <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't
13: know. Yeah, Come I don't on. Know. I need that guy to get his contract signed.
1: But,
13: you know, yeah. <laughs> I heard the talks ain't going so well, but we need to figure that out. What? Can we Can we get one from you? Yeah, no, I'm in a room full of people. I don't think so. <laughs> See you there?
2: You like that?
9: <laughs> Crasher, you told Dale Earnhardt Jr. to shut up.
2: He was being too modest. That's, so shut up and just talk about yourself a little more.
9: That is Dale Earnhardt Jr.
2: <laughs> I know. Yes, 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 it is.
9: I mean humble doesn't even describe him.
2: Yeah, they need to redefine humble in the dictionary or something.
9: Uh, let's do this. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and break and see if we can get uh, Martin Trux on the next segment. All right. More freaks coming up Lucas Soul Studios.
14: Good evening, my fellow citizens. <laughs>
4: To provide guidance to
10: mankind. The 50th annual Baja 1000 was run this week with the headline story being a driver listed as DNF, even though he drove the last 325 miles to the finish line in La Paz. I'm talking about Robbie Gordon's nine year old son, Max Gordon. Yes, I said nine years old, and no matter what you think about young guns in racing, that feat is amazing and should be applauded. There's all sorts of confusion, though. Social media, the last couple of days has been ablaze with stories about max's accomplishment but the score rules say a driver must be 18 and max isn't he also wasn't listed on the official entry form with sheldon creed todd romano and robbie And worse, their entry is listed with a different number than what was on the plate in the pictures from the race. I'm told that Max might have been inserted into the car on the fly, so to speak, and he did the rest. So even though he finished, Max is officially listed as DNF on the SCORE website. Sad for the kid, he has a great story to tell anyone who will listen, but SCORE won't honor that, at least for now. Maybe that'll change. No one from SCORE would respond to my pleas for help, but that's pretty much normal. Peace.
4: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
14: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines, Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
4: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780.
5: Call now for your free face to face consultation. 800 813 9940. 800 813 9940. 800 813 9940.
9: Chasing down Martin Truex Jr. to join us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Robbie Gordon looking to be checking in with us. We're trying to we're trying to produce this damn show as we go along. Crash, are you reading your text there, Slick?
2: It's yeah. This is this is live radio, baby. Yeah. With two champions on on hold <laughs> and other people clawing to get each of them. <laughs> this is how it works.
9: So, am I reading this right? Do we have Robbie Gordon now? Or or we don't, right?
2: No, Robbie. we are calling him. We're waiting on Truex to finish up with Fox. (laughs) It's crazy. Let's
9: do this. More highlights from the last 17 years with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And, of course, I kick it off with Dale. Dale Earnhardt Jr. joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. You weren't a big fan of the old car of tomorrow. If you had your choice, how would you bury the car of tomorrow? How would you kill that damn thing and bury it?
13: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd never want to see it again, uh, to be honest with you. It was a pretty rough uh, rough car when we first started running it. But over time, we did actually turn it into a pretty good race car. Uh, all the teams, just over you know a couple years of engineering, actually made the thing to where it wasn't the worst thing in the world to drive it was still pretty frustrating at times it didn't really get a hold of the racetrack uh, like the old car did it just you know you knew you knew how good things could be from driving the car before that and uh, we just never really got there with the coT but I think this new car has amazing potential. looks like a race car. Everybody's excited about that, the way it looks along. The thing drives really good. It's got great downforce, got a great body on it, and that sort of leans back toward, you know, how the old car used to be. So uh, I think it's a good step in the right direction. I'm excited about it. I think NASCAR's doing a good job.
9: Well, that's true. It actually puts balls back into racing and balls back into the drivers to actually drive the car, right?
13: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the car's got good, good downforce in all the right places, and uh, we've been to all the tracks that we've tested at, and it's been faster everywhere. So def- we're definitely going to see some uh, some qualifying records drop this year and just going to see a lot of fast races. The cars are going to be really quick at certain places.
2: Dale, let's go back, though, to what you would do with that car of tomorrow. You wouldn't get some old dilapidated car of tomorrows and put them out on your Whiskey River property and play a demolition derby with them?
13: Well, I have a few of them out there uh, <laughs> just laying around that I've collected from different teams over the years. We, we run into them every once in a while accidentally with a, with a gator or something like that. Just for fun, but uh, yeah, we use them for target practice at times too. Yeah, those—that's about all they're—they're good for at this point because they're all tore up pretty bad. But I said my goodbyes to that thing. I'm ready for the new car. I'm excited about it. I've been testing it and just looking forward to going to Daytona and and seeing what kind of show we can put on.
2: Dale, how epic is that though to have a place like Whiskey River right there in your backyard? And if you've—if you've had a good weekend, you're going to go out there and still play on a Monday. But if you've had a bad weekend, you can really let. You could really let your temper go and just go out there like you said play some destruction
13: yeah it's uh it's nice to, to be able to to have a piece of property like we we've, we've been able to you know put together over the last several years uh, and we certainly enjoy ourselves out there I got my mother living out there and my sister and a bunch of friends and uh, we have a good time we've we've uh, we we sure feel you know fortunate and really enjoy it Dale yeah.
9: More Dale Earnhardt Jr. highlights right there here in the Freak Nation. And we jump in post-Dale Earnhardt Jr. We're chasing down Martin Truex Jr. with Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon, former NASCAR pilot, of course, IndyCar Series pilot, more known for his badass desert racing, running in the Baja 1000, joining us now. And the news Robbie Gordon is the fact that you got Mad Max, your nine-year-old son, driving that damn car, that truck for about, or that buggy for about 300 miles. How in the hell did that happen, man?
18: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we've we've been working with uh, with Articat, which has now moved over to Textron, and uh, we've got these uh, special race cars we So Max uh, Max teamed up with uh, with a, a future NASCAR star, uh, Sheldon Creed, who, who's raced in the SST series, won the championship a couple times, and um, now he's over running at NASCAR. So we teamed him up with Sheldon and uh, the Van Meter Boy, and and they basically uh, they did the Baja. They finished it, which was uh, a huge accomplishment. Unfortunately. Um, you know, they they were in the lead, and we had a, a rear gearbox go out, and that that hurt us for about 14 hours. But uh, by the time they got to them and got it repaired, uh, we got the car running, and uh, and Max was able to, to wheel it the last 300 miles, which I never knew the racetrack would be that gnarly after trophy tracks and class one and class tens go by there. If you're late in the day, uh, the racetrack is is really really torn up.
9: Robbie Gordon joining the freaks on a Sunday night, and it's uh, the Baja 1000, of course, we're talking about. And you put a nine-year-old in that buggy, Robbie. Can a nine-year-old adapt to desert racing like that? I'm sure he's been in a buggy many, many times before, but when it comes to competition and his old man sitting next to him?
18: Ah, you know, um, I think I'd, I'd like to let Max talk about it. It's the first time that um, <laughs> yes. he's ever seen beds like he's seen. But, uh, Max, what do you think of the beds? gnarly and they go over
2: the top of the roof lights out yes they're gnarly and they go over the top of the roof like lights out
18: (laughs) yeah basically what he's saying is uh the tilt got uh got so deep at times um you know the ruts from the trophy trucks and all the other stuff um you know we were one of the last cars to come through i think there was uh four or five cars behind us that were still making their way through and um there were times that, you know, we would uh, we would hit one of these silt pockets, and literally, you know, it, it lights out. And, you know, your natural reaction is to lift off the gas. And I'm telling them, don't lift, don't lift, because we're going to get stuck. And uh, and I don't want to dig in the silt bed. So, uh, did you lift? Nope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes!
3: Gosh.
10: Robbie I love Gordon, you, Max. <laughs> you real, <clears throat> excuse me. You realize, Robbie Gordon, with all the championships and race wins that you have, that in a year or so you're going to be uh, Mad Max's dad. Nobody's going to remember you. Is that going to be tough to take?
18: No, you know I think I'm, I'm on the I'm on the same program as Junior. You know, obviously we've got our stadium super truck series that is it's taken off. You know probably better than everybody in the state, especially with the with the street stuff. But um, you know Max is uh, he's you know he spends a lot of summers with us in North Carolina. We got the test shop out there, the test track at the shop, and you know he's been driving. You know, when he was eight years old, he was driving 650 horsepower cars, sliding around like they were no big deal. So he's obviously figured out the uh, the balance of the vehicles, and and, you know, he he thinks he can drift like Kim Block. How though? Hold on a
2: second, (laughs) Robbie Gordon. How does he figure that out? At eight years old, at nine years old, to figure out the balance of a car, to feel the racing movement in the butt of your seat. How does he really do that?
18: How do you feel it?
2: Jeez.
18: I don't really know. Just do it.
2: Yeah.
18: I don't know if you guys have seen the videos on uh, on YouTube or not, but if you go to Max Gordon Stadium Super Truck, um, you know he's um, with our with our test tracks. You know he would he would be within the top seven or eight lap times at our track of nice. all the drivers that have come there and tested. So he's you know he's obviously been watching guys like Sheldon and, and um, you know Sheldon's got him where he's figured out how to two wheel around and he's got the balance of the vehicle figured out not only left and right, but on its two wheels as well. So it's it's pretty cool.
10: Robbie Gordon, is it tough that the uh, SCORE website lists Max as a DNF and everybody knows that he finished? What's going on with that?
18: Yeah, basically uh, SCORE has a a time limit. Uh, Just so we're clear on this whole thing, Uh, they have a time limit of when you have to finish by. We had... um, we had forty-eight hours. Unfortunately, um, when after Sheldon got out of the car, uh, they were in back in a canyon when it lost a, a rear differential, and it took them fourteen hours to get the car out of the canyon and to uh, to get the differential changed. But the car the car ran all one thousand one hundred and thirty miles, uh, and Max Max drove his section, which was basically I think it was. Uh, 298 miles of uh, of the course. So he drove from from Moreto to the finish. The car finished all the miles, and uh, you know they gave him a finishing pin and stuff like that. But they do have they do have a time limit, and unfortunately, um, we broke the, the driven, which is the shaft coming out of the transmission, and uh, clean broke it off. So they were they were dead in the water for about 14 hours. Jeez. Wow.
9: Robbie Gordon joining Speed Freaks the Lucas Oil Studios. Robbie, what's the future for you and you and Mad Max?
18: Well, I think, you know, the future for Max is uh, whatever he wants to do. You know, it, it, um, <laughs> you know, the cool thing is is it doesn't matter if it's an SST truck or one of the techs on UCDs that we've been running. You know, as soon as he's done, he'll jump on his little Razor, you know, push scooter and go ripping <laughs> around the shop or out in the parking lot. So he goes straight from being a, a driver to to a nine-year-old kid having fun.
2: But, Robbie, I think I know the answer to this. I shouldn't even ask it. But how much longer do we have of you? Because these father-son duos that we see throughout motorsports are just bitching. How much longer will you be driving with Max?
18: Well, yeah, I think right now, you know, when we race the UTV like we did at, at Parker, where he finished third this year, um, I think, you know, they were well on track. Uh, Sheldon was leading the UTV race when When they stepped out, they were on track to win 1,000 this year. So, um, you know, as far as my career goes, you know, the trophy trucks is as good as it's ever been. Um, We've made a bunch of shock changes lately with King Shocks and been working on it. You know, I kind of joked with my navigator, but I I feel like I can do it another good 10 years and and run the pace. So we qualified on the pole. We led the race until we lost the pressure valve. Unfortunately, we waited for about an hour and a half for for automatic transmission fluid, which was. This uh-huh. is a bummer because, um, you know, the, the truck is, is, is pretty much flawless right now. We've had a vapor lock at the Baja 500, and then we did this year, so we're pretty disappointed in the in the ultimate result, but, you know, I, I think that we got a long time. Obviously, Stadium Super Truck is, is alive and well. Um, you know, we've got our final race this year at Lake Elsinore coming up here on December 15th and 16th, and
3: hmm. we're
18: back in a stadium with that, but... Truthfully our, our pavement stuff is, is I think better than the stadiums as you guys have seen at Long Beach Grand Prix.
9: Nice. Hey Robbie, any kind words for Martin Truex and his NASCAR championship?
18: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, congrats to those guys. Congrats to Toyota. Um, obviously the effort, you know, I worked with those guys back in the day with the IndyCar program and um, and and with the NASCAR program and you know, they're they're uh, they're a force to be reckoned with and when they think something serious like they have, you know, now they they win the championship again. Uh, they're they're going to be tough to beat. But true in this team, I think it's really cool that they were actually able to, to operate something out of the heart of NASCAR. It shows that you can do it, and they moved it over to Colorado. And Joe Garoni and those guys just did a killer job. You know, they um, they focus really really hard. They they look at things different than everybody else. You know, when you're when you're in that same whirlwind, you you think like everybody else, and sometimes you just got to move out. It's badass. And
2: that, that actually kind of defines you, Robbie Gordon, operating outside the heart of maybe what other people might say is the core. I mean, that's you. You think outside the box and you make things work.
18: Well, you know, that's, I've been fortunate enough that so you said, like you said, make things work. You know, everybody, when I said when I was going to step out of, of NASCAR and go do this stadium off road pro program, you guys all looked at me like I have three eyes. But, um, you know, if, if you look back now and you look at the following we have and. Uh, and the races we have, you know, we raced in front of a million seven people last year. Um, you know, we get more views than the Daytona 500 with our stadium trucks in Adelaide. So it's pretty cool that we can um, we can do what we've done in just four years. You know, we've got uh, over 800,000 followers, which is a couple hundred thousand more than what IndyCar has, and it's going for over 100 years. Wow,
9: <laughs> Robbie, I know this is last minute, dude. Thanks for joining Speed Freaks once again. Happy holidays to you, bud.
18: Yeah, thank you. Look forward to uh, to talking to you more. Obviously, um, you know we're going to do what we can to, to build Max's career, however he chooses to do it. If it's um, you know if it's off road or NASCAR, but um, the cool thing is he's you know he's got a he's got a Baja One Thousand in his, in his books already. So <laughs> I told him at the end of the day today, you know you got go to, uh, wow. to do the Indy deal, you got to do NASCAR, you got to to Daytona. I've got to figure out Le Mans. That's, that's one thing I haven't done, and obviously I need to run some shrinking pills to so go do a Formula One car. Wow.
9: Thank you, Robbie. <laughs>
10: Thanks.
9: Awesome. Robbie Gordon joining Speed Freaks. Coming back from Baja.
2: You heard it right there. Max yeah. Gordon to the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500 and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. It's
9: madness. Wow. I, we're chasing. It's incredible. We keep getting these texts from Martin Truex's folks. It's It's been going on and on and on. We're going to try to get him next segment. So, yeah, man. More speed freaks coming up from the Lucas Oil Studios. We have not much motorsports coming up. Danica Patrick gone, Dale Earnhardt gone, and but Martin Truex is your championship. More freaks coming up.
0: Speed freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.
9: Grab it and hold on tight. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
12: Looking for more performance out of your car or truck? Looking to do it without breaking the bank? Then look no further than Lucas Octane Booster. Just one little bottle can increase the boost from your turbocharger while promoting a clean fuel burn for lower emissions. Lucas Octane Booster is a genuine engine performance enhancer that is safe for turbos, oxygen sensors, and catalytic converters. It stops the knocks while raising MPG and high compression engines. Not bad from one little red bottle.
15: Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Semi-Final. Kyle
12: baby
15: but all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt, Jr. Green fly, green fly, is on the, mission. the Semi-Final. Is the Farewell. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Pick up the Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at
2: phoenixraceway.com. Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic spot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello. Look, unlike old dusty heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
0: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
9: All right.
11: Yeah. yeah. Well,
9: uh, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Dale Earnhardt Jr. steps away from the 88, steps away from NASCAR, full-time ride. Going to be joining the NBC crew coming up next year. We'll have a plethora of Dale Earnhardt Jr. over the last 17 years up on our website at speedfreaks.tv. Robbie Gordon coming back, driving back from Baja with his son, Mad Max Gordon. And Max spending almost 300 miles in that buggy driving the Baja 1000 crash
2: and driving it like a champ, not bothered by some of the wickedness that can go on in that Baja desert. in the silts, yeah, they're just gnarly, man. Uh, yeah, gnarly. You take Joe Blow and put him in the middle of some of those silts when you're going 100-plus miles an hour, they couldn't handle it. But this is a nine-year-old kid. Granted, I know he's grown up with racing, but you still have to sit in the seat and perform, and he does it like it's completely second nature.
9: Stat, man, it just... It's just... Thinking about an eight-year-old in the desert is, I mean, excuse me, a nine-year-old in the desert driving. I don't I don't, care if he's, I don't care if he's driving a,
10: a remote-control race car, man, much less a damn buggy. Yeah, the best part about the conversation was that Robbie explained why, uh, even though Max finished the race, why they list him as a DNF, uh, because I, I, that's important, you know, and uh, now that we know that, they had a problem with the, the buggy, and it took them uh, like 14 hours to get it fixed. Uh, he did get a finishing pin, is what Robbie said. But officially, he didn't finish uh, at, in time to be considered an official finisher. Uh, but he did it. Yeah, but Plus, he's nine years old, racing 300 miles in the desert. Some guys don't do it at 29 or 39. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment for the kid
9: Statman, look at today's race in the nascar cup series danica patrick gone dell jr gone and all of these larger names I, I don't know we continue to beat a dead horse but it's i'm curious if this is what's going to help push nascar in, into an uncomfortable position where they've got to make some uncomfortable choices next year
10: that makes sense yeah, they're going to have to make comfortable, uncomfortable choices, and they've been uncomfortable in making other choices. You know, let me say something. That what we we've played a couple of times now, Danica, uh, at the top of the first hour and the top of the second hour. Some of the sarcastic remarks that she made, I don't think she's going to be missed. Frankly, I mean, for her to say that, you know, uh, whatever she said about in the Daytona 500 and just the attitude that she has. Is not one that's going to be endear her to anybody but the most diehard of fans. It's not one that's going to encourage people to hey come cheer for me, uh, you know. And she's got this uh, sarcastic, snide attitude. I I just don't think it fits. And uh, you know I, I'll give a disclaimer that I'm not a big fan, but I'm I'm not a big fan of somebody who talks to me like she just scraped me off her shoe.
2: Ouch! <laughs> Woo! That interview wasn't real flattering of Danica. I would well, admit it wasn't that.
9: intended to be. It was It was her getting booted out of her final race and just not wanting to
2: she end, wasn't in a great end, move, end her
9: yeah. career like that. I mean, how in the hell but would I that's feel? The,
10: that, that's the whole point of being a marketing person. She's not a, just a race car driver. She's in marketing. And if she can't present her sponsors in the best of light, then why is she there?
9: She's walking out of, like, I'm not defending a lot of her actions, but I will kind of defend this. She's walking out of the, the, whatever care, what do they call it? The health, not healthcare center. She's walking out of the 24 the, yeah. hour healthcare, center. The, the care center. <laughs> she's just not happy with the way it is. So it's,
10: I don't blame her for being disgruntled at that point at all. But, but there's so many drivers that aren't. And that's, you know, certainly, you know, they, we've heard some great comments, but the easiest thing to say is that I'm sorry, this is my last race. I've got a lot of fans out there, uh, who spent millions of dollars buying stuff for me and I appreciate them. I'm going give, to give back at the 500 at Daytona and at Indy. And I look forward to seeing them there. not talk about, I, you know, I hope I don't mess up at Daytona. I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, there, there are dozens of drivers, hundreds of drivers who come out of that same thing and can speak with respect to their fans.
2: I can I can see that because we have seen drivers, your champion, Martin Shirks Jr. would be one of them to get his head rung in a crash, come out of the care center and still say, yeah, something nice to the fans or give a... More polite interview. I, yeah, we had
10: better. We had better from Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano when they were crashing into
14: each other.
2: <laughs> I think they were just crashing each other right there. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh,
9: <stat> Mad Carruthers. <laughs>
7: Not, not much motorsport. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh, or Helio. No. Not, no. Not, no. not. Not.
2: Not. Well, not only much, that. Much. 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 Thank you. I love you. And
7: headlining the party.
0: Douchbags.
2: Not much motorsports.
0: <laughs> freaks.
2: Not much motorsports.
9: Not Much Motorsports, brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. You log on to lucasoil.com for the righteous lube for your motorcycle, your sports car. What about that big-ass 40-footer that you put out there in Lake Havasu? Yep, they got it for you. You go to lucasoil.com. I think we just heard Statman's version of Not Much Motorsports about Danica Patrick. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, freak nation. Yep. You know, there's there's a point in not much motorsports where you think, really, is this happening now? Well, it is. London buses to be powered by coffee. Yep. Waste coffee grounds will be used to help power London's buses. It's a biofuel created by blending oil extracted from coffee waste with diesel to be added to London's public transport system. Technology firm BioBean says it was has produced enough coffee oil to power one bus for a year. Okay, so that's one bus out of 7,000. Uh, biofuel made using waste products from cooking oil and tallow from meat processing is already used in many of the capital's 9,500 buses. But damn it. What do you think the exhaust would smell like, stat, man? A little bit of Sumatra? or man, That,
10: that <laughs> bus is burning a little bit of Folgers over there, man.
9: <laughs>
10: yeah, when you go into one of the, uh, the marijuana stores and they've got a... A cabinet that says this is burning oil from a bus. I don't think they're going to sell too much yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah.
9: uh, and, and Freak Nation, Crasher, who are we talking with talking to about Waffle House recently? Was that DJ Slim? Jeez. It was DJ Slim.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay.
9: Yeah. Sure. It was. DJ Slim, who DJs for B.O.B.
2: Oh, yes. He loves Waffle House. Yes, that's right. Okay. Gosh, had to get back into that conversation at SEMA. Right.
9: And I bring this up because a couple finds a frog in water at a Florida Waffle House.
2: (laughs) Send it to him now. Now.
9: So uh, a couple practically leapfrogged out of their seats during a visit to a local Waffle House after their ice water came with a special ingredient. Yep, a dead frog. Claire Sheets reported unwanted amphibious invasion after visiting the Waffle House just off US 90 East in Interstate 10. We were served a whole frog in our ice water at Waffle House, she said. The waitress brought our drink over and my husband sipped on it before noticing the whole frog floating in the glass. we brought it, and it's a picture of it, too. We brought it to the attention of the employees and manager that promptly left the restaurant. Uh, last week, last week the restaurant was inspected and issued 13 warnings, three of which were high priority, including food storage temperatures, violations of refrigerator drawers, not maintained in good repair. Yeah. And a Waffle House spokesman said this. We are concerned about this claim. And are currently investigating the circumstances. Our corporate team is working with the local operator to determine the facts.
10: <laughs> I wonder if they put that as one of the special language <laughs> surfings for the <laughs> potatoes.
9: <laughs> you know, I got <laughs> aggravated once when I took my daughter into Waffle House. Walking in, she wanted a waffle. <laughs> she sat and said, Daddy, I want some pancakes. I figured, not a big deal, man. It's made from the same sauce. So I reluctantly asked the waitress, because I'm just not a Waffle House fiend. said, do you serve waffle? I mean, do you serve pancakes? And she looked at me like, I'm about to put a frog in your water, boy. <laughs>
2: What's the it's name of this place? It's Waffle House, Waffle Sir. House,
9: you dumb bastard. <laughs> and then I... Then the, which is worse? Which is the, which is the worst thing to ask at a Waffle House? Do you serve pancakes, or do you have a bowl of fruit?
10: <laughs> <laughs> or can Can't I, I get a frog with my water? That, there's
4: three options.
9: Yeah, because I I asked that. I said, why? Well, can I get a bowl of fruit? You know, a side bowl of fruit. We've got maybe some orange slices. <laughs> Alex, what you got?
11: Have you guys ever microwaved your waffles instead of toasting them?
2: Not Never. if they're frozen
11: hmm. You gotta try it once with uh, with the little freak
2: From frozen
11: Butter on them syrup on them before you microwave them Ooh. minute and a half.
5: Heaven soaks it all I in. still eat them like that.
9: You're doing this because you know the last. 18 days, Crasher and I have been on this reset. Yeah. Where we're having to eat nothing. But,
2: eating
13: rabbit food. Yeah. We last... have
2: not had a single bread or pasta product in a long time. No <laughs> chocolate. No alcohol. No nothing. And I'm like, dying over here.
9: But it's, I will say this is kind of nice, only having one bowel movement a day.
2: True. And it slides right out. It's
9: done. <laughs> Bam! It's over. We just get to see
11: the backup dancers throughout the day yeah. that are leading up to. <laughs> yeah. The main, the main
0: event?
2: That's very good. I do have good. a lot of backup dancers. Nice work, Alex. Oh. <laughs> Lots of those whips. I don't know,
9: Alex. You should have been in the studio with Statman. Statman loved to blow a lot of vapor nuggets. His ass gas was incredible. Statman, I don't know how you
10: hey, Wait a minute. How did I get that reputation? That I thought that was somebody else in the clan here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll
9: here in the Freak Nation on Not Much Motorsports. Doesn't look like we're going to get Martin Truex Jr. here in the Freak Nation. Darn it. He's still doing press at Homestead. In my Dude, has ha- he has had to have had freaking beers by now.
2: Oh, without – well, this is <laughs> – The race used to start earlier in the day. This is the point now where Brad Keselowski and his 2012 championship was doing all the photos up in Victory Lane, and they're doing all the celebrations, and that's when the Fox News camera came around. This was around 10 o'clock in Brad Keselowski's year, 10 o'clock Eastern. And, yeah, you remember he had been drinking out of a large stein.
9: That was greatness.
2: Martin's had a few. yeah.
9: You know, it'd be nice to have someone else other than yours truly drunk on the air.
2: You haven't been drunk on air in 18 days.
10: Oh, with Stat Man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> imagine what would have happened if somebody else would have won the race and we would have had to have him on the victory circle and go through all of that. It had been another half hour wasted, or another half right. hour pushing it further down the road. Well, and again,
9: to take another rabbit turn right on this one. As we're about to wind up the show, you've got Crasher, yours truly, and Statman with our teams uh, out of it.
2: Oh, yeah. NFL. Yeah. Mm. That would yep. be, who'd you say first, Crasher? That'd be Broncos. Yep. Kenny, that'd be Cowboys. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, you got pummeled tonight by the Eagles. Thank you. And Yeah, you're welcome. Mm. And Statman, that'd be Browns.
10: Wait a minute. Pummeled? I didn't watch the when
2: I turned the TV on. The Eagles were winning. What what happened? Pummeled. In fact, uh, this is a true story. You said something, Statman, about turnover. I can't remember. It was about 30 minutes ago in the show. It was this hour. You said something about it, and then he turned it over and blah, 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 blah. And I don't even remember what you were talking about. But right when you said, and then he turned it over, I was looking up at the TV at Sunday Night Football, and the Cowboys turned it over to the Eagles, and they ran it in for a touchdown.
10: Wow. Did they give him a chain? Did they they find a turnover (laughs) chain
3: for him?
9: Who cares? My owner wants to sue every other owner in the National Football League and get the commissioner fired. Who gives a damn?
10: I think what he wants to do is sell – this franchise for four billion dollars that he paid less than one hundred and fifty for, mm. and uh, walk away.
9: Man, that would be as great as a front row concert for me at Judas Priest to hear that. That's pretty high.
16: That's pretty high.
10: Mm. I think if he could get four billion for on a one hundred and fifty million dollar investment, he'd be on stage with Judas Priest. <laughs> that's how. That's how good it would be for him. Freak Nation, it
9: is a pleasure for me to say happy freaking holidays to you as we're leaving you with some Mel Tillis. Mel Tillis, 85 years old, passed away today. Famous stutterer, celebrity, but didn't when he sang. Mm. You guys have a great Thanksgiving week. We'll be back at it in a couple of weeks. Log on to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Remember, shoot the juice to the moose, and stat man.
1: Cut it loose.
9: See right ya. The says she ain't here no more.